I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast welcome back in hour number two tuesday edition clay travis buck sexton show encourage you to go sign up for the podcast help us set another all-time record as we have now reached the month of february which is a short month we have fewer days maybe a challenge to set a new all-time record but we are going to endeavor to do so regardless you can search out my name clay travis you can search out buck sexton's We were just talking about L.A. and the situation there. And the good news, by the way, Denver has become a left-wing city, which, by the way, the state of Colorado in general, even though it's blue, it seems to have some measure of, uh, of sanity because the governor there, even though he's a Democrat, has been looking at the data and less likely to implement uh, mask mandates and everything else. Well, Denver is doing away with its vaccine mandate and also with its mask mandate as the Omicron surge has begun to decline in many different states and cities across the country. They say it's no longer necessary. I'm going to get to Gavin Newsom and tee off in him on him in a moment. But, Buck, if you were setting an over-under, you live in New York City, although you are in Miami right now, but you, if you were setting an over-under in New York City, when do you think the vaccine mandate in order to get into restaurants and bars and gyms and hot- uh, and maybe not hotels yet, they haven't done that, but when do you think the vaccine mandate might cease to exist in New York if you were setting an over-under of a date? I think May, middle of May, is when New York will, won't require it, but I want to be very clear, and everyone listening to this who has had to deal with the Fauciite lunacy now for almost two years should understand this, Pretty much everywhere they have these restrictions, they're going to want to roll them back and then they're going to want to re-implement them and maintain that power. So this fight is not over. This fight is not over. And one of the only things we can do to stop that 
is to show through an absolute, I will be disappointed. Like, I will be frustrated, Clay, if we go into the midterm election and we see the results and the Democrat Party is not humiliated. They deserve humiliation for what they have done in state after state and to this country at the federal level. They deserve the humiliation of their policies. Now, that's not, you know, being mean to individuals next door who have Biden signs or anything, but as a party, they deserve to be repudiated and humiliated, and anything short of that, given what they've done to this country, is insufficient, in my mind. I agree, and by the way, I think some of the data coming out, the tide is turning pretty rapidly against these vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Uh, Monmouth came out with a poll yesterday. I don't. I think we may have hinted at it, but I don't think we mentioned it. Seventy percent overall of Americans are ready for COVID to be over and to get back to normal. Eighty-nine percent of Republicans, seventy-one percent of Independents. Think about how big those numbers are. Eighty-nine percent of Republicans ready to be over with COVID, done with it, back to normal. Seventy-one percent of Independents. Forty-seven percent of Democrats, Buck. Almost half of the Democratic Party. Now, you can say it's crazy that 53% still want there to be COVID restrictions. But this is a big tidal wave that Joe Biden is staring down, which is why I am of the opinion that what they're going to try to do, and I, I think your May uh, May date is not an awful one. I think sometime in the late spring, early summer, they are going to try to declare victory over covid and have it recede into the background. Now, this is presuming that there's not a brand new variant that Omicron is going to crest. Probably the the deaths attributable to Omicron. If you look at the data, it appears that Omicron overall positive tests crested right around January 15th, which is interesting because I believe January 14th was last year's crest of the uh, of of COVID. So January 15th of this year, three weeks. Three weeks to a month is when typically the uh, the overall deaths crest. So we're talking about right around Valentine's Day as being the time when we would potentially peak in the number of deaths that are being attributed to COVID. All right. So also tying in with that 70% of people who are getting ready to get back to normal. We know that Gavin Newsom is a liar. We know that he is one of the most consistent liars anywhere in politics that even for politicians who lie, Gavin Newsom is in a different category with the ferocity with which he lies, even when he is caught in blatant lies. I want to play this for you. We talked about this yesterday. Gavin Newsom, Magic Johnson gets a picture taken with Gavin Newsom. By the way, the the, the mayors of uh, L.A. and also of San Francisco not wearing masks. They were all together at the uh, at the game between the 49ers and the Rams. 75, 80,000 people in L.A. watching the NFC Championship game. Gavin Newsom was caught without wearing a mask. What did he say when he was actually questioned about it? Here's his response. You're correct. I was very judicious yesterday. Uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph. And in my left hand's the mask, and I took a photo. Uh, the rest of the time, I wore it, uh, as we all should. Um uh, not when I had a glass of water or thing, and I uh, encourage everybody else to do so. And uh, that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, no one, no one believes him, Clay. And there's video, right? You tweeted out the video oh, showing yeah. that he's lying. So just so everyone understands, he's lying. But let's also be clear: Democrat voters of the state of California, they had a chance to show that they think this guy's a clown. They didn't take it. 
So they don't care, I think, even now. If they didn't care then, why would they care now that he's a fraud? Because he is part of their team. Gavin Newsom is very much a big lib. And so they'll excuse his hypocrisy. They'll excuse this nonsense. I know London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco. Remember, she got caught on video partying in a nightclub indoors. indoors. Which, I mean, if you're trying to get COVID, like that's a pretty good you know, environment for that. You're in close quarters and everyone's packed in there. And her response was, I felt like partying. And that was basically it, right? <laughs> and did she get, did anyone actually come after her for that in the media? Not really. I mean, we did. People that care about some consistency and don't like hypocrisy. But for, for the libs now, this has just become a, for Democrats, this is a political tribal matter. And so whoever is on their side, yeah, they break rules. Yeah, they don't really mean it. But they're not those misinformation anti-vaxxer Republicans, so they get away with everything. I mean, and that's that's what's really, I think, troubling at this stage is that people there, there's there is a mental illness that has really grown. I mean, there, there's a derangement. Well, you talk about Trump derangement syndrome. Yes, Clay, I, I, and I that said was real. That this is, yeah, and that was real. There were people for whom there was nothing too crazy to say, and I'm talking about. Not only random, you know, people in the comments section of websites. I'm talking about people going on CNN. You yes. could say Trump was, you know, the the you know reincarnation of 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 Jefferson Davis through a time machine and space lizards, and they're going to take Hitler. over in Russia. And on CNN, they'd say that's really astute analysis. You've really pulled it all together for us today. Thank you so much, sir. Maybe we should give you a contributor contract. Like they're completely insane, and and that's what Trump did to them. And I think that same inability to separate oneself from the political tribe, if you will, of, of the left that that was uh, so acute in the Trump era is now with COVID. It's the same thing. I mean, how, how, Clay, we're looking at people. Adults walk around with masked children and they're unmasked. Someone explain this to me. I've never heard anyone explain how this is anything other than a virtue signal that, well, I mean, I don't want to breathe through an N95 but, you know, little six-year-old Petey over here, he's going to breathe through an N95 all day long because I'm a good person. It's child abuse. Yes, all of that. And by the way, I just want to hammer Gavin Newsom here specifically because maybe some people who are potentially going to question him are listening to our show because obviously Gavin Newsom won't answer any questions from us. We played you what he said. There are videos, Buck, of him from the Fox broadcast not wearing his mask. And this one, I think, is the funniest. So they have like a Bud Light photo, Bud Light camera, where they take a still photo of the entire stadium. And then you can zoom in and look and see and find yourself inside of the uh, inside of the stadium. And somebody out there tracked down Gavin Newsom inside of that photo. You can zoom in in 4K to see everybody. What do you think they found when they found the still shot of Gavin Newsom? Not wearing a mask. Oh, I Nobody thought it was going to be a double suite. mask and goggle situation, Clay, because he takes the virus seriously. Nobody in his suite was wearing a mask either. There's no water near him. I wish we had a camera on him full game to actually see when he says he took it off for a few seconds. The reality is he was likely not wearing it very much at all. And if you were truly, in in theory, afraid of COVID... You wouldn't be in a stadium with seventy-five or 80,000 people, right? And you certainly, if you were there, would be basically wearing your mask at all times. You wouldn't be taking it off. To take a photo with Magic Johnson, who it's worth mentioning, 
has HIV and would theoretically be the very definition of an immunocompromised individual. Let's let's remember that in the early days, which Clay and I remember and refer back to, you know, it's almost like the pre-COVID is now is now becoming a new a new dating, you know, date system, if you will. PC. Uh, you know, yeah. And and if you look back, which actually works pretty well, if you look back to what was going on in the earliest days of COVID, they they were telling us not only is it two weeks to slow the spread, which as we know, that was just the that was the camel's nose in the tent. That was the beginning of the end. And uh, of our freedoms. And then beyond that, it was always wear a mask because we need to make sure hospitals don't get overwhelmed. The masking idea wasn't that this will protect you forever from COVID. That's not how they sold it to people. It was right now we need to slow this thing down. We are two years into this. Anyone who thinks that intermittent masking, which is what not intermittent fasting, which is what the Buckster needs to do these days, intermittent <laughs> masking is going to protect them from COVID is living in a fantasy land, Clay, right? Think about how, I mean, this is like with you in Tennessee, they make you mask when you go to the airport. You're living your life otherwise outside of a mask. The chance of you not being exposed to COVID under those circumstances is basically zero. You're, you mean, and you've had it twice. So if I, yes, the whole masking idea isn't that this is going to stop you from getting COVID. It was meant temporarily and incorrectly to slow the spread. But when you're, it's endemic. So how, what are you trying to slow? It's always there. It's always going to be in circulation. Anyway, it just doesn't even make any sense, Clay. I'm getting frustrated. Oh, I mean, getting frustrated. I think the vast majority of the American population is with you, Democrat, Republican, and independent, if they have functional brains. Uh, we've been talking about a great product every day we're on the air. It's called Relief Factor. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product which addresses joint pain, Knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Created by doctors based on scientific research, Relief Factor helps your body reduce pain and inflammation associated with aging, exercise, everyday living. Relief Factor goes right to the source of inflammation. One user, Rod, he's living in Texas in his 60s, has built his fair share of homes. As a result, he's had back pain, serious at different times. He heard about Relief Factor, resisted the idea, though, of buying a product he'd only heard about on the radio. But when the pain became so unmanageable, he broke down, gave Relief Factor a try. Within four days, his pain had subsided for the most part, and it's only gotten easier to live pain-free over the next four weeks. Buck, how do you get hooked up? Very easy, folks. And remember, hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, about 70% of them, 70%, 7 out of 10, go on to order more. Join the more than half a million satisfied people. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to get the $19.95 three-week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. 
Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free, brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to an expert on why masking in schools needs to end. Written in the Atlantic, somebody with impeccable credentials, and uh, she's going to be coming on the show to talk to us just about what what does the data really say, which I think is well, what's one of the things we always focus on here. We have an infectious disease scientist. Okay, so somebody with exactly the credentials that you would, you know, that the left is always demanding somebody has to even have a... Uh, a, you know, basic idea of what they're allowed to say here or not. We'll get into that in a moment. But first, a little more on the continuing. uh, I don't even think there's a controversy, just discussion, we could say the discussion over Biden's uh, promise to nominate a black female Supreme Court uh, jurist. Is it problematic to say you're only going to consider uh, one gender, one race, whatever, whatever the, the case may be? Well, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki weighed in on this one. Here's what she said. I would note that there's a long history here. Um, President Reagan promised the country he would nominate the country's first woman to serve on the court, and he did so. Uh, Former President Trump also promised to choose a woman uh, just over a year ago, and there was no such complaint uh, from the voices on the right who are speaking out now. Uh, But the president's commitment uh, is to uh, deliver on the promise he made to the country. But he has there's no question in his mind that there is a wealth of qualified, talented uh, black women to choose from. 
So I don't remember, and, and, and I say that honestly, I do not remember President Trump saying he will only nominate a woman. He certainly didn't say he would only nominate a, a white woman. I don't remember, though, it was only going to be a woman, although that should be fair. If someone could point this out, I'm that's my memory. I'm not correcting Jen Psaki on this one. Uh, but I'm just saying, Clay, if you have a different recollection, if anyone out there, let me know. But I don't. It's one thing to pick a woman. Obviously, it's another thing to say I'm only going to consider a woman for this seat. Okay, that's part one. Not not about whether there's some strategy behind the scenes about whether you're announcing it that way. Ted Cruz, though, had a particular analysis on this issue. Play thirteen. The, the fact that he's willing to make a promise at the outset that it must be a black woman, I got to say that's offensive. Right. You know, you know, black women are what, six percent of the U.S. population. (laughs) He's saying to 94 percent of Americans, I don't give a damn about you. You are ineligible. And he's also saying it's actually an insult to black women. If if he came and said, I'm going to put the best jurist on the court. And and he looked at a number of people and ended up nominating a black woman. He he could credibly say, "Okay, I'm nominating the person who's most qualified. He's not even pretending to say that. He's saying if you're a white guy, tough luck. If you're a white woman, tough luck. You don't qualify. Uh, Clay, that sounds quite a bit like what you've been saying on this. I I think it's the right argument here, Buck. When you really break down what's going on in the grand scheme of things, this is a failure of Joe Biden. And by the way, 76% of the American public disagrees with him saying, I'm going to pick a black woman. And look, I understand the argument that's out there. Of Well, we've said before, certainly Joe Biden said, I'm only going to pick a woman. And before that, we said similarly something that was interesting, which is uh, which is Ronald Reagan said, hey, I'm going to pick a woman. But really, Buck, when you break that down, that's different, because even if you say you're going to pick a woman and Trump may have said it for Amy Coney Barrett, too, you're at least willing to take 50 percent of the overall population and consider them for a job. I still don't personally think it's appropriate at this point in this era to say, hey, I'm going to pick a guy, I'm going to pick a girl. But certainly when you specify a particular race and gender, you've gone from 50% of the population eligible for a job to 6% of the population eligible for a job. And I would just say, imagine the reaction if Donald Trump had said after Ruth Bader Ginsburg Uh, passed and he had the opportunity to replace her if he had said i'm only going to consider a white woman to replace ruth bader ginsburg the world would have come undone i don't think because joe biden says he's only going to consider a black woman that the reaction should be any different at all personally and so as we break down going forward here i got to tell you all about how we want to make sure that we can defend freedom out there. We know you understand and admire all our Constitution stands for. So do we, and it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it's working to make this education available for everyone, from offering free online courses to helping support great K-12 through schools. It's a great effort on their part. And one of those efforts is Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free. No strings attached. Get your uh, publication of Imprimus today. Sign up online at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Do it today.
Welcome back in. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. We are rolling through the Tuesday edition of the program, and we are joined now by, look, there was a fantastic story. Fantastic story in the Atlantic titled The Case Against Masks at School. We will retweet this once more. Both Buck and I shared it with all of you. Uh, It was written by Marjorie Smelkinson. She is an infectious disease scientist. Uh, She also wrote it with two other people, uh, Leslie Beenan, a veterinarian, uh, as well, and uh, Gene Noble, an emergency medicine doctor at UCSF. It is up at the Clay and Buck website. You can click through to read it. It's in the Atlantic, and we are joined now by Dr. Smelkinson. Uh, she is an infectious disease scientist. Uh, Dr. Smelkinson, phenomenal work on this article laying out why masks in schools don't make sense from a scientific basis. How long did you work on the piece, and what initially made you decide, along with your two colleagues, to write this article? Um, uh, well, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, we actually um, submitted this piece quite a while ago, um, and it went, you know, there's a lot of fact-checking that goes on at The Atlantic. Um, so, you know, it was really, uh, you know, a nice piece that was put out in the end, but we, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it made sense to do whatever we needed to do, mask up, you know, take all the precautions. We didn't know what was going on. Um, but, you know, we missed a lot of logical off-ramps to, to phase out some of these restrictions. Um, you know, like schools have been so restricted, but like once teachers and adults were, you know, able to get vaccinated pretty widely, that should have been an off-ramp to a lot of these things. But it, it really wasn't. Right. So, you know, we're kind of at this turning point in the pandemic. Um, Omicron is really forcing us to face that this virus is going to be here forever. Um, you know, it's going to circulate very much like the flu. And with cases easing and children now eligible to be vaccinated um, for about three months now, it's really time to buckle down, figure out what is the best way forward and how to get these kids lives and their, their schools back to normal as quickly as we can. Cause you know, kids have been just through the ringer these last two years. And this really involves digging into the data behind each mitigation measure and weighing whatever benefits they have at this point in time with the harms. And so that's why we wrote this up. Um, you know, we, we wanted to really dig into the data about masks and there was, you know, several studies last year, even pre-vaccine that showed that student masking, made little difference in case rates within the schools. And now this year, you know, nearly half of U.S. districts don't even have mask mandates. So we're actually able to make these comparisons between districts that have them and that um, have mask optional policies. And again, you know, controlling for things like community transmission and vaccination rates, we're again seeing very little difference. And there was also another report out of the U.K. while we were writing this that said very similarly that their schools that had mask mandates and those that didn't had very similar um, numbers of uh, COVID-related absences. And I would also note that the UK actually doesn't typically mask kids under 12 because they follow the WHO. Um, so, you know, just compiling all this data together, it just seemed very weak to continue uh, masking students, especially now that they can be vaccinated. And we, you know, we have to keep in mind that a lot of districts don't mask. Some countries never had uh, masking of their students or their teachers. And, you know, it's time to really pivot away from mask mandates at this point. 
One one of the places where, and this is Buck, thanks for joining us, where you uh, did the, the data crunching, and I thought it was interesting because I've seen this elsewhere as well when people line up the numbers, is Los Angeles County and Orange County. And mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating because they're right next to each other. And I, and I know that some people who are very, I would say not even just um, intellectually, but emotionally invested in masks always have some answer for why you know, the data doesn't say what the data clearly says. And, and in that case, and it's one you dealt with in your article, is essentially effectively the same, right? I mean, the numbers aren't ever going to be exactly the same for infectious rates of two mm-hmm. different populations, but pretty much the same. When, when you present this to people, showing that a mask, now, yes, vaccination rates were, were what mattered in hospitalization for Los Angeles and Orange County in California. But when you present the mask issue, and say, look, Orange County doesn't have mask mandates in school. Los Angeles did. There was no discernible difference. What do people that are really invested in this say to that research? I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of heat for this article. What's their response to you just saying, this is what the numbers are telling us, guys? I mean, that's why we had to put so much data into this piece, right? Because, like, you know, one piece of data is not going to convince anybody. So that's actually why we um, crunched the numbers in Maryland as well. That's, I live in Maryland. And so we have kind of... And Tennessee, passport. right? I saw you did Tennessee, Williamson, and... Uh, and which and is, the- which is by the way, where I spoke. And that's really jumped out to me about your article, Dr. Yeah. Smelkinson. I live in Williamson County, which is directly south of Davidson County. Uh, and we have no mask mandate in the county of Williamson. Davidson does. And again, the rates of impact, just like Orange County and L.A. County, virtually non-existent. But, but sorry, you were saying, what, what do they say to you in response to these multiple places where you've had no mask and mask data to look at? Well, I mean, as I was saying, like, we needed to load this up with as many examples as we could, because I think just seeing, you know, Los Angeles and Orange County is not going to make a difference. Seeing just Tennessee counties is not going to make a difference. But if you hit them with lots and lots and lots of data points, it's really hard to, um, you know, look away from it. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of, you know, our health officials have kind of dug their heels in on, um, masking. It's, it's been hard to change course. They keep banging the same drum. It's hard to admit when you're, admit when you're wrong. But I think that at this point, it's, it's kind of actually easy for people to see what is going on. They can, you know, if they're in an, an area that has a lot of restrictions, you can just look to the neighboring state and see, oh, their schools are pretty normal. But and are, so are you coming across people who see your research and are changing? I mean, this is the key. This is what we really wanted to know about when in response to your article, are they changing their minds on this? Are they saying, oh, my gosh, you've hit us with all this data. You're right. Actually, I mean, I've been reached out by a few people that were very much in like the, you know, who cares? Let's, like, let's keep the masks on. They reached out to me and they're like, it really, you know, you put in so much data in there, including, you know, stuff about the harms, which perhaps we'll get to, um, that it's really hard to deny at this point that, Mask mandates, it, it appears that the benefits have really been overstated, at least in a school setting. And so, you know, and I also think that the placement in the Atlantic also helped as, you know, kind of like a left leaning, um, uh, magazine. So I think that it did speak to a lot of people, but of course there's also people giving heat. But the problem is like, there's just no off ramp. And I think that that's what's so frustrating to a lot of parents at this point. It's like the logical off ramp at this point was, kids five and up can be vaccinated. They have that protection now. Um, I mean, they were always low risk and now they're even, you know, lower risk. Um, so, you know, I think that it is speaking to a lot of people, obviously, you know, after we 
published our piece. It was also cited in the New York Times and NPR had a piece in the Washington Post. I think there's a lot of people that are coming to the realization that we have to kind of walk away from these mask mandate policies. And, you know, of course, everyone can continue to mask, but it'll be mask optional policies. Dr. Smelkinson, a couple of quick questions here. Do you or your colleagues who wrote this have children and if so, what would your uh, thought process be as to whether they should wear masks at school? And then a secondary part here, what are the harms, right? The idea is we need to wear masks because the argument of the pro-mask people is because it makes people safer from COVID. What harms do wearing masks inflict upon children? Um, so to answer your first question, we, we do all have children. Um, I actually have four elementary school children, so it has been quite a two years um and well by the way sorry i just i want to cut what do the moms say to you because if you got four elementary school kids i've got two elementary school kids moms and dads they have to be coming to you all the time to ask you what you think about masking right they do and in the beginning well i mean last year it was just about getting the schools open right (laughs) you know actually about masks my stance has really evolved you know in the beginning i did support masks Uh, you know Schools were opening elsewhere. They generally had masks. It's like, okay, I'll mask my kids, just open my school. It'll be a temporary thing. But my stance has evolved. Um, you know, actually in the summer, I wrote an op-ed saying we should, you know, drop mask mandates in Maryland. Um, because at that point, everyone 12 and up could be, was eligible for vac- vaccination. Um, Maryland was very vaccinated. Uh, we had low case counts. It, it was really at least time to start the discussion because Masking kids for this long, it's never been done, Um, you know, with masks, unlike some other mitigation measures that we've had, it's really hard to quantify the downsides of masks because they're harder to see. They're more subtle. They may take years to manifest. And that's why I actually think this mask debate has been so contentious, just because many are just like, okay, wear the mask, whatever. Um, But two years of, of children learning masks from mask teachers is like likely not going to just be a benign intervention. We're already starting to see data that masks are, you know, there's a t- uptick in speech delays and impacts on language development, social emotional connections. Um, and it's not just little kids. It's all, it's all key kids, actually adults too. Um, they obviously impede the ability to communicate. I find myself, you know, I, until this pandemic, I didn't realize how much I read lips, you know, when I'm talking to somebody. And, um, you know, it's been, it's hard to communicate with masks. So if this is a mitigation measure that is really not backed up by robust data, we should trash it. <laughs> this is fantastic. And I encourage everybody listening to us right now. Dr. Smelkinson, thank you for coming on. Thank you for you and your colleagues who wrote this article. We're going to share it widely and we appreciate your work. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Black Rifle Coffee, veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. It's the coffee we both drink. I'm drinking it right now, Buck. Fantastic. I drink it every morning. It's delicious, and I feel fully caffeinated and fired up uh, fired up for my day after a single cup. Clay likes their mocha cold brew in a can, which is a great way to enjoy Black Rifle if you want it iced. Easy to access, too. Take it on the go. They have explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as members of our military serving this country overseas. With every purchase you and I make, they continue to give back, supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. Black Rifle imports high-quality beans from Colombia and Brazil. They roast them every day at facilities in Tennessee and Utah. 
I'm drinking K-Cups every morning. I've been drinking Black Rifle for five years straight now. I absolutely love it. Get some today and join the coffee club. When you join the club, your chosen brew is roasted, packaged, and shipped free to your door on your schedule. Purchase at BlackRifleCoffee.com and use code CLAYANDBUCK at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use code CLAYANDBUCK at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. 
Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. You just heard it there. A researcher, infectious disease researcher, going after case after case, place after place across the country. Mask mandates in schools do not make a difference. Bottom line, folks, they, they, people can argue to the blue in the face. Remember, there's a lot of embarrassment. There's a lot of ego involved here, too. There's a lot of vanity. You think little Fouch wants to go around admitting that his whole mask and double mask and triple mask and quadruple loople mask and all. You, you think you think that that is something he wants to now say, hey, you didn't need to do that to your kids. Of course not. He never wants to say that. You think Randy Weingarten, the chief commissar of the teachers unions, wants to uh, admit that masking kids? No, she's saying just keep going through the Omicron variant. Then we'll talk. Play eight. There's not a person I know who wants to wear these things. But the reason we wear them is to protect ourselves and others. It's not about particularly in the midst of Omicron. CDC and others have basically said that this has helped protect people from huge dissemination of a very, very transmissible virus. So I would say to the governor of of Virginia and to others, you know, this, you know, wait till the end of the Omicron spike. How, how about no? Let's just let's just jump. How about no, Clay? And I, I actually will give her credit insofar as I don't think she's so stupid that she believes this. I think she's so dishonest and such a commie that she'll say this. I don't think she actually believes what she's saying. And and just that that she the the way that she starts out the whole the whole premise here that libs don't want to mask that's actually increasingly not true. There are articles that are being written. I was going to talk about one last week where people are saying I kind of like the mask. I feel like it's solidarity with my community. I feel like it makes me think that I'm doing good things. I don't think I ever want to take the mask off. There are libs that have gone full mask maniac, meaning they're like I like this. Let's do this forever. They're crazy. What I think is so interesting about the doctor that we just had on, and again, if you are out there, I get this question all the time because there are so many parents out there in schools because there's so many parents talking, Buck, right? That's why I asked, hey, do you have kids yourself? And she said, yeah, I've got four in elementary school. Uh, I've got three uh, in school. These are the conversations that all parents of elementary school age children are having everywhere in high school to a certain extent, but particularly for young kids. And People say, where is the data? Where's the data to support this? And they just say, oh, well, the CDC says it. But then what she did such a great job of, and she and her co-authors here in the Atlantic piece, and I, I give credit to the Atlantic for publishing an article like this, which certainly flies in the face of people like Randy Weingarten, is that the CDC does not have any data that proves that masks are a uh, are a help, Right. And so if you are doing something that is not proven to help, and certainly we saw talked about this, Buck, 300% increase in speech-related issues for young children because young children learn from watching adults and the way that their mouths move. In fact, now the CDC is recommending for young children masks that are see-through so you can see other people's masks. I don't know about you, every single person out there has been out at a restaurant and you got a waiter wearing a, uh, a mask and you say, I, sorry, I just can't hear anything that you're saying because we all get used to watching lips move and helping to combine that with what we can hear for the overall audio experience. And this, to me, the article that she's written in conjunction with the other people we've had on who have looked at masking in schools, it's a, it, there's no longer an argument to support kids anywhere being required no. to mask. It in is fact, fundamentally what we have, anti-science to argue that they should. Yes, what we have 
is a lot of places that have shown that it doesn't work and they just ignore it. What we have is every time there's an opportunity when you line up the data sets with any kind of a control group, by the way, which they did in, and they, they did that in Denmark, did nothing, right? They, they've done this in places when they, and they, I think intentionally refused to control for vaccination rates when they're combined. When this is what they did in the Pima County, Arizona study, which is really the only thing the CDC will even bring up. Okay, well, one county was, I think, 90% vaccinated or, or close to it. The other one was almost entirely unvaccinated. And then they compared the school districts and looked at the breakouts. And that was within a window of vaccine efficacy because it was early on and pre-Omicron, right? So it was when you would have had maximum antibodies because it was earlier on in the vaccination program. So it's just crap data, Clay. I mean, and that's and Fauci and Walensky should be embarrassed and any statistician can see what a joke it is. But I, I really think now at some point, I mean, I thought it's about control. I also think there's just massive embarrassment that they're trying to avoid here. And, and embarrassment from all the people that are going around as the mask Stasi telling you to mask up uh, just because they feel like it. I don't think they want to feel like they're idiots, and they are. I think also, to the point that they made in that article, got a lot of people in L.A. and Orange County, a lot of people in Nashville and Williamson County, Side-by-side counties, when the rates aren't changing, one masked and one is not, it ends the debate once and for all. Go read that article. Share it with your friends. Share the show as well. Final hour next, Tuesday edition. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.